This is the final whistle on Ocean FM. Two national soccer titles in two days for ATU Sligo. We'll bring you the stories behind both the men's and women's teams' league successes over the past 48 hours. Giva GA Club in Sligo are making a big push to encourage their local community to get active over the next 10 weeks. We will limber up with John Hughes and Lorraine O'Reilly and we'll drop into Kilcar House on the eve of one of the most popular darts tournaments in the Northwest, which boasts one of the biggest prize money pots for the sport in the country. Welcome to the programme. This is Austin O'Callaghan and here are the contact details by WhatsApp and text. It's 083 3500 530. The email address sport at oceanfm.ie and you'll get us on Twitter right now at oceanfmsport. Also coming up Sligo All-Stars head coach Shane O'Mara on the Aegis Sligo All-Stars uh, playoff uh, reach which they've uh, made the business end of the Basketball Super League at the weekend with a big win over Moy Cullen, which takes them into the knockout stages of the end of season. And we'll talk basketball with him later in the programme. First, a reminder about a special programme coming your way here on Ocean FM next Thursday night on the eve of the All-Ireland Senior Colleges football final between Summerhill of Sligo and Oma CBS of Tyrone. We'll have that game live for you, by the way, on St. Patrick's Day from Crow Park. It throws in at one o'clock. But the evening before, this night week, we're going to bring you a special programme about the only other Summerhill College Gaelic football team to reach the All-Ireland Decider, the Hogan Cup final. The year was 1985, and next Thursday night, we will take you back to that college's season through the words of some of the Summerhill players and mentors that year who guided the boys in blue to the All-Ireland final 38 years ago. That's next Thursday evening here on Ocean FM. As for this evening's programme, let's get you to Athlone, where today, ATU Sligo women's soccer team negotiated the adverse weather and NUI Galway to lift third-level football's Division 1 league title with a 1-0 victory. Sligo Rover striker Emma Doherty scored the match winner from the penalty spot. Jay McCartney is the ATU Sligo senior women's coach. He spoke to Donald Ryan after the win. It was a tough game to be fair. Galway came out and put it to us. Um, but no, the guards were brilliant. Uh, stuck to the game plan in a really, really wet and windy day. Um, but yeah, look, we got there in the end, so we did. Yeah, horrific conditions out there today. It's pouring down snow here in Sligo at the moment. You, no doubt you had your work cut out for you there this afternoon. Yeah, like, look, to be honest, the, the weather didn't help the game at all. Like, But um, I suppose it was the same for both teams and both of us had to work through it. Um, it was really... A game of two halves, kind of, but I think we we dealt with it a wee bit better. We kept the ball down, we played when we could, um, which was great to see as well, you know. And Emma Doherty popping up with the winner for ATU this afternoon. Everybody that's following football in Sligo at the moment knows what kind of a special talent she is. Oh, yeah. She, she's unbelievable, in fairness. Um, she never stops. She chases everything. She works. You know, we all know how good of a footballer she is. But the other side of it is, is that her work rate and dedication and everything else that comes with it, you know. Um, she got she won the penalty. She took the penalty. Um, so yeah, look, she's she's a top talent, and it's her work rate as well, not just her ability. 
And it rounds off a fine week for ATU Sligo. Obviously, the men's B team winning uh, the league final yesterday after following up a cup win last week as well. But now it's great to see the ladies team getting their hands on some silverware too. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Look, it's great for the college as well, you know, the, to get that exposure of teams winning trophies, you know. Um, but look, uh, we still have the anniversaries as well to come in two weeks' time, which is great, over two days in Dublin. Um, so hopefully we can win another trophy up there as well. And obviously, NUIG, who you were facing this afternoon, a bit of a star-studded lineup for themselves with a host of uh, women's Premier Division players in their squad. What kind of a test were you expecting from them this afternoon? Um, yeah, look, we were always expecting a good physical test, to be honest with you. Um, whenever you come up against the Galway side, they're usually fit and they're physical, you know, and, and obviously they can play a bit of football as well. Um, but I just said that we're going to just keep the ball moving, keep working them, um, wait for the space, wait for the gaps, and in fairness, they did that, you know. Um, I felt we knew exactly what goal we were going to bring, and we dealt with it perfectly. And finally, Jay, you just touched on it there yourself. The intervarsity is coming up in two weeks' time. This is the perfect preparation for that now, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Galway, who we played today, now we're the other side of the, the draw as well, so we could be seeing them in the final, hopefully, if we get there. Um, we've DKIP in the semi-final on the Tuesday. So, um, yeah, look, it's great to have a tough game like this leading up to it. Um, the girls will be confident that they can go and hopefully lift another trophy at that as well, um, which would be great if we can. That's Jay McCartney, manager of the ATU Sligo senior women's team, speaking to Donald Ryan. And that win came 24 hours after the ATU Sligo men's B-side completed a double, adding their league title to their Challenge Cup success they enjoyed last week. Yesterday, they had to come from 2-0 down to beat Northern Regional College of Coleraine 5-2. Our reporter Mark Irwin was in Lissy Woolen for that game yesterday and he spoke to about half the team, starting with team captain and goalkeeper Keelan Dunleavy. I have to say it's an absolute credit to obviously myself but that group of players we have there. We've been, we were 2 behind today in the first half and just the mentality and the character within that team is absolutely immense. To come out and not win the second half but actually to go and score five goals. I mean it's a big day for Sligo. It's a big day for the college. Obviously, we're the we're ATU now, and it's just it's an absolute pleasure to captain them. And obviously, it's my last year in the college now as well, so it's even extra special for me and some of the lads that are in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's hard to put into words how this actually, uh, you know, what this means to Sligo and, and ATU. But become the first team from Sligo to win the league and cup double, it really is uh, some achievement. Eleven out of the eighteen lads play in the Sligo Leitrim League between the Sligo Leitrim Super League and the Sligo Pallets uh, Premier League. You know that's a great advertisement for Sligo football, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And to be honest, um, Sligo football has been growing for the last year or two. There's even Twitter accounts and stuff like that's been set up just to, to promote the league. Every every club in Sligo now has their own Twitter account. There's team sheets up. There's team news before the game, which is huge. Like because there's no doubt about it. we're we're forgotten about over the side of the country a lot of the time, particularly in terms of in terms of sport. Like so. In, if this win today can only mean it's going to keep growing in Sligo and keep putting us on the map so that we're not forgotten yeah the character of this team I have to say I've seen them a couple of times played this season the never to die attitude is something special it seems like there's the bond that the team have all the panel that came on today like they really did everything they could do um, what does the manager say to you at half time at 2-0 down well to be honest well, without going into too much detail we were, there was a few words shared at half time because we simply we weren't at the races at all in the first half I think every man knew that, and it was just a, a bit of a conversation that had to be had. Like, do we want this? Like, there was no doubt about uh, Coleraine wanted that more than us in the first half. But I mean, we were we've been in a half time before 
and just has been down. It's just a few, ta- it's not even the tactical tweaks, but I mean, it's just the mentality of every man. I think it's just the mentality of every man in that dressing room and just the pure character. Like, cause that's, the best, that's the best dressing room I've ever been in. I've played in a lot of teams. I'm here with ATU Sligo's defender, Solomon Edward, uh, who plays his trade with Sligo Rovers on the 19th but today he done the ATU Sligo jersey and put in an absolutely fantastic performance and in doing so became a man of the match as selected by the FAI Solomon what have you got to say about that performance? Oh it's just just brilliant there was a great reaction from the team you know going into the dressing rooms at half time 2-0 down we just spoke the, the words coming from the manager each player had a word to say as well and then we just came out we had to react on that to get five goals back you know it's just brilliant and then just to come out with a win as well it's just and get another trophy as well on top of the, the one we won last week it's just amazing in my opinion yeah. you by doing so you became history makers and um, the first team from Sligo College to ever win the league and cup double in the one season like, that must sound good it's just amazing you know like being in the school you know there's things that haven't been done and when you're the first to do it like you just get great recognition, you get great feelings. Oh, I'm just lost for words, to be honest, again. I think uh, it's the same feeling for everyone. Everyone seems to be lost for words. They don't really re- realise how big this is. Uh, this team is going to go down in history in the ATU Sligo forevermore. Like, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. Um, your performance today, though, outstanding um, from the start. To the, you just drove that team on. Um, you know, Do you feel that playing with Sligo Rovers has benefited you? Yes, you know when you play with uh, an elite squad like Sligo, you know there's expectations, and uh, I have big expectations for myself. So I have to really live up to, live up to them. I have to lead by example. You know I'm not the strongest with my voice, but when I have to perform, I will perform, and that's just what what I do with Sligo. Celebrations tonight, Solomon. Yeah, definitely going out with the boys again. It's going to be great. I'm here with ATU Sligo midfielder Conor McKeown, Strand Celtic's finest. Uh, talk us through that free kick that brought ATU Sligo back level today. Um, yeah, I just felt that I, I'd hit it, hit and hope really, try and get it on target, and luckily it's it nestled in the top corner. Yeah, it was an absolute wonder strike. You seem to be making a habit of it. I, um, I've been at a couple of the games, you, you've scored a few free kicks like it. Uh, what's the technique? Talk us through that technique. I just try and put my foot through it, and as I said, hopefully it goes on target. How does it feel to become history makers today? You're the first team from Sligo ever to win the league and cup double. Must feel good, Connor, does it? Oh, it's a great feeling, yeah. Uh, I just thought last week um, itself was going to be good. But the fact that we got the two today is, um, is a bonus. It's brilliant. You'll hardly be making the classes tomorrow, will you? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Enjoy the celebrations, Connor. Well done. Cheers. I'm here with ATU Sligo duo uh, and Ballymote Celtics duo, Keen Kilcoyne and Jason Dwyer after they're after becoming history makers by winning the league and cup colleges double Keen, how does that make you feel honestly um i can't believe it's still uh, coming in at halftime 2-0 down and uh, just kind of the lads never given up it was honestly it was it was it was just great to just i, I can't even put it into words to be honest with you mark um, like you know like Coleraine were a great side and from the get go they were passing around the ball zipping it by us and i feel like it happened twice now, the second game where they kind of just, they died off in the second half and we really got going and that's when we just started putting pressure on their centre backs and got in behind and started getting goals. Jason, 2-0 down at half time, what did the manager say to you? Um, the manager said to us, he gave us a tactic, he said, lads, we have to be brave um, and that's it, that means go, go all for it. He said, full backs, centre backs, we have to push up the field and we have to go for it, we, we're 2-0 behind, we have nothing to lose, we have to go and we, we have to press on and that's what we done and we got a quick goal. And uh, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. And the, the Colerain were a great side, but when the, when they were 
down a goal day to drop the heads and um, that's when we go on top of our second half team and it's, 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 it's unbelievable to be making history. Yeah, there's one thing to note from the couple of the games that I've seen the, this team play. The never-to-die attitude is definitely there and the team spared on the bond. The, you never gave up today and in previous games. Coleraine was obviously a very, very difficult opposition, but uh, it must feel good knowing that you're going back to Sligo as um, history makers keen. Definitely, yeah. And I think our whole journey, our, our media man, uh, Paddy, summed it up perfectly. We didn't have an easy journey coming here. I think our last three or four games, we've always gone down two or three goals. And like Jason was saying, we always believed and, you know, we, we never put our heads down and just kept ticking at them. And like, I, I, it's, it's a great feeling just coming home now with two trophies, something never done before. Jason, um, James told me before the game that 11 out of the, the panel of 18 today play their football in the local Sligo League uh, between the Sligo Southern Super League and the Sligo Palace Premier League. What sort of an advertisement is this for Sligo football? Uh, it's absolutely brilliant for Sligo Leitrim, uh, for Sligo Leitrim League. It's, it's, it's fantastic. 11 lads out of 18, like it's, it's a massive number. and It's class for Sligo, it's class for ATU Sligo as well. It's unbelievable for the university to have, for that history and they can put that history down now and it's going to attract people to go play football to college as well like, so oh, it's absolutely class it's unbelievable yeah it just shows that local football in Sligo is improving every you know every year um, will you be celebrating tonight? Oh, yeah I wasn't planning on it to be honest with you Mark training at 9 o'clock you were saying but I suppose I'll have to miss that now tonight and I'll have to go out for a bit I'll have to go out for a bit anyways well, I'll give you a pass for training tonight but uh, Jason you, will you make classes tomorrow? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> not a hope in hell that you see me in college tomorrow. But um, I know history makers have to have to enjoy that and, and celebrate tonight. It's it's, it's been it's going to be a good night. I'm here with ATU Sligo manager James Lawler, who has witnessed his team come from two 0 down to win five two and in doing so become history makers. James, tell us how that feels. Unbelievable! What a feeling! I, 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 I'm in awe. I can't believe it. Um, we asked for a response at half time. We were very flat, but what a response! You couldn't ask for much more than that. Two 0 down at half time. Five goals in the second half in a completely dominant performance. You know, uh, what, what do you say to them at half time? <laughs> there was a bit of shouting in the first minute or two, but uh, look, we went down and realised where we needed to get them, and uh, we got at them in the second half. We really pushed on, the press worked, everything worked for us. We got the goal at the right time, and we got the second, and we had them well pinned back, and then the third, fourth, and fifth kind of came as they rolled. Um, but it's a collective effort, it's not just us, it's the lads on the pitch, they've, they've done it all, and we're history makers. Yeah, it's history makers, it's, it's a great thing to say, but... Um, to become the first manager um, for ATU Sligo to win, to bring home two trophies to Sligo, there's not too many people that can say that, James. Uh, I think somebody in the stand says they're going to be making a, a statue of you. Uh, anything to say to that? No, you're all right. There's uh, hopefully nothing like that. Yet. No, look, we, we put in a collective effort this year. We we had a plan at the start of the year, and uh, the lads have done it. Um, and uh, look at it as a collective effort for ATU soccer it's great we have a women's team in another final tomorrow and best of luck to Jay and all the girls there uh, we want to bring more silverware back to ATU soccer yeah like uh, lots of local talent as well there you mentioned to me there was 11 out of the, a panel of 18 playing their football in the Premier League and the Sligo Leitrim League um, that must feel good like it's a good advertisement for Sligo football great it's not just great for the advertisement for Sligo football it's great for the county it's great for the college and all places as well 
and it's just fantastic that all the lads there you can hear them in the background they're all, they're all celebrating for a reason because we put in the work for minute one and we're deserved winners today ATU Sligo men's B manager James Lawler with Mark Irwin there after the celebrations in Lissy Woolen yesterday and that was recorded before the women today won their division one league final beating NUI Galway by a goal to nil. And there's more for ITU Sligo tomorrow because the women's senior Gaelic footballers contest the third level final nationally, the Moynihan Cup at half past five tomorrow Friday. That's in the Connacht GAA Airdome. The Final Whistle with Austin O'Callaghan Well if darts is your game the place to be this Saturday will be Kilcar in southwest Donegal two venues in particular Kilcar House and two doors up John Joe's Bar because that's where the 22nd annual Leo Malloy Memorial Cup in darts will take place The competition this year has one of the biggest prize pots you'll find anywhere nationally in the sport of darts. I've been talking to one of the event hosts and organisers, Kenneth Stewart, ahead of this weekend's tournament. And Kenny started by explaining to me who Leo Malloy was. Leo Malloy um, died a young man in in around 99. Um, He was one of the main... Uh, instigators in the resurrection of, of a, a darts league in southwest Donegal in the early 90s um, and went on then to be the first manager stroke captain of a Donegal team which won the All-Ireland so you know, without Leo Malloy darts in Donegal would be in a lot, would be in a lot worse uh, position than they are now you know um, he was a great man great organiser of darts died a young man of cancer and left uh, a young son and his wife behind but you know it's a testament to Leo that this tournament 22 years on is still growing and growing and growing to the extent now where we have two two and a half thousand of a prize pot in his, in his name uh, a thousand euro going to the winner which probably is one of the biggest tournaments in the country Austin you know well, indeed, and I was looking through the past winners, Ken, and I saw Belcoo's Brendan Dolan's name up there yeah, two or three uh, times. So, I mean, that that's international class darts players who've competed right, in this tournament. Yeah. Oh, listen, it's, it's, we've had some of the best players in Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland come here for the last 20 years. You know, and as you say, Brendan has won it, I think, four times, looking back on it. Um, we've had Sligo's own Sean McGowan won it twice. And we've had a couple of uh, local lads here in John Gallagher and John Cod McGinley who would have represented Donegal and other lads like Charlie Grant and um, uh, Jared McGlynn more recently, you know. So, yeah, and we had Nathan Rafferty who's just newly on, on the uh, PDC circuit, was down here a couple of years ago, didn't win it. But, you know, it's great to see that calibre of player coming into Kilcar to, uh, in memory of Leo Malloy, you know. Well, let's talk about the 2023 edition of, of the event, uh, Ken. And I suppose the eye-catching thing that stands out, first of all, is the prize money. Yeah, listen, we're lucky to have uh, good sponsors in, in Heineken, Ireland. Um, the Malloy, I must say the Malloy family themselves give a, a, a serious donation towards the prize money, which makes it a lot easier. So yeah, when you can offer two and a half thousand total prize money, you're um, 
you're you're well up the ladder in terms of big tournaments, you know. And you've got two venues on Saturday for the competition. One of them you're talking to us from right now, that's Kilcar House, and a couple of doors up, there's John Joe's as well. John Joe's Bar, yeah. So we'll be split the evening. We'll have four boards in our house and four boards in John Joe's. And, um, you know, it's, it's always a great day's darts. The standard for the last three or four times has been, listen, every year has been held, but especially in the last five, ten years, the standard is... is television worthy you know If people want to enter this weekend Ken can they turn up on the day or how does it work? You can turn up on the day uh, we're taking registrations up until around 3, 3.30 and we'll be making the draw then um, we're hoping to get kicked off no later than 4.30 and it's normally wrapped up around midnight so it's a, a great day's darts um, but if anyone wants to call in I, I could give you a couple of phone numbers um, Austin or Sure yeah, well, you can contact either myself on 086-836-1698 or you can call James Byrne on 086-9969-256. And as I say, we're taking names up until 3, 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Registration in Kilcar House. It's a 10 euros and anyone under the age of 18 who wants to enter, they can. They can uh, it's just a fiver for them. And tell me, Ken, we're well used to seeing the PDC World Darts on the telly and the crowd breaking into song and getting very atmospheric as the evening wears on. When you get to the business end of the Leo Malloy Darts Tournament, will there be a few tunes breaking out amongst the watching oh, audience? There, there may, there, I think we have a, a DJ and it, it will be um, live, what's the word, live streamed on Facebook Live or whatever. So that's all um, set up and ready to go Saturday night and we have a DJ to for the walk-on music and, and such, you know. So it, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's sure to be a great night. So if you don't want to throw, come on down and you'll have, a, you'll have a good night's entertainment anyway. Could be a late one. That's Ken Stewart from Kilcar House, one of the hosts and organisers of the 2023 Leo Malloy, which takes place this Saturday from 4pm in Kilcar. And for more event information, see donegaldarts.com. Well, from Kilcar to Giva, where the local GA club is preparing two more events this weekend as part of Giva's Little One Good Club initiative. On Saturday at four o'clock, they'll be hosting the Highwood Hike. It's a five-kilometre walk starting from Highwood Church with refreshments afterwards in the local hall. And then on Sunday from two, Dahi O'Reilly is your man. He'll be hosting a Be Active event on the Astro Pitch at Giva. There'll be refreshments afterwards as well. This uh, whole initiative was launched last weekend at Giva GA Club and as the club's senior women's football captain Lorraine O'Reilly explains, the One Good Club events over the next 10 weeks in the area are open to everybody. It's a great opportunity for the club um, to kind of come together on all aspects of it and I suppose the huge driving force behind our entry was uh, Dermot McDermott. Um, so... We've heard of our other clubs in Sligo that have been involved. We know that St. Nathie's was involved and also Culera and um, our neighbours down the road in Leitrim Drum Hair. So we've seen a bit about what they did in it and I suppose that was an encouraging factor in getting involved with it. Sure. For people who aren't familiar with the One Good Club initiative, can you give us a beginner's guide what it means, what what you'll be doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the One Good Club um, initiative is in conjunction with Lidl and Jigsaw. So we all know Lidl. Some of us might do our weekly shopping there. Um, but Lidl has 
a massive role to play in the LGFA. Jigsaw is a youth mental health programme and campaign here in Ireland, which obviously is a driving force behind um, promoting mental well-being among the youth of Ireland and all over, especially. Um, so what is it? It's an initiative that um, encourages and aims to um, turn our club into a positive hub of when- mental well-being. So how are we going to do that, you might be thinking. Um, so it's an initiative that runs for 10 weeks and it's starting on the 6th of March and run into the 14th of May. So each the 10 weeks is broken down into two-week slots and there are five teams that we're aiming to meet, essentially. So just like all of us know from a young age it's you know we're encouraged to consume five pieces of fruit and vegetables for our good physical health we're also encouraged to do five things that are important for our mental well-being and those five things are to be active to take notice to connect to give and to keep learning so let's say for example our first two weeks which is kicking off um, on the 6th is be active so there's going to be loads of different events linked with being active and Giva National School are kicking our event off with um, or sorry be active team off with their walk to Ukraine so that involves um, and there's been lots of activity there getting their little setup ready it's absolutely fabulous so a massive well done to all the students and teachers in Giva National School for that so also there'll be loads of different events we're working on a big PT session up here in Giva which is encouraging everyone to come out get involved what's Um, PT remind me also personal training now not just frighten anyone off with that it's not going to be too like PT orientated it's just about getting people together and get out and get active and to clarify for people listening this is not for elite athletes you don't have to have the football skills of a Pat Hughes or a Lorraine O'Reilly to take part in the One Good Club plan absolutely not this programme is for every single person in this community it's not even just about the GAA it's about if you're from Giva or Highwood and the surrounding areas you are welcome if you're feeling a little bit like you haven't been involved in anything recently this is for you we welcome every single person who wants to dip their toe into any event that's happening and like be active mightn't be something that you might get involved in however you might want to come and get involved in the connecting or the take notice so take notice like just to talk a little bit about those as well so take notices you know taking notice of your feelings taking notice of your environment so in that theme which follows from be active there'll be you know litter cleanups around so taking notice of our environment there'll be uh, a little bit of maintenance done around here fixing the fence there's a lovely um, fence uh, in Giva that was painted recently so there is something for everyone so I encourage everybody of all ages to get involved and at your launch today you want people to come along learn a bit more and maybe sign up Absolutely. Like, you know, if you're someone like you want to get involved and I can tell you already, there is a really enthusiastic group of people who are working on this. We're so excited about this. It's such an absolutely brilliant opportunity for everyone to get involved. And this will make such a difference to our area. You know, post, I hate bringing up the word COVID, but, you know, post pandemic, we're three years coming up to three years away from it or, you know, the marking of it beginning and whatnot. And it's just such a brilliant opportunity for those who maybe haven't been involved to come and get involved. Um, Is there an age limit on this? No, there is no age limit. This programme aims to reach the youngest babies of our club to the oldest members of our club through all of our activities that are going to be happening. So again, we just encourage everybody to get involved. Okay. Well, rumour has it one man who might be coming out of retirement to take part in the Good Club initiative is John Hughes. John, you're getting younger with age. Yeah, well, they keep wheeling me out. uh, There's still an audience, I think, uh, so um, I appreciate that. And... I think it's very difficult to add to what Lorraine has said. I think she covered everything there uh, very articulately indeed. 
Well, as a Giva club man, I mean, you're, you're, you're steeped in this place. You've managed teams, you've played down through the years mm. and the decades. But this is a, ver- a lovely community, almost non-GA event. It is, and it's good to see. I mean, there's far, far more to a club than the actual playing. I mean, being involved in a club really is a kind of a, it's a lifestyle. And I suppose it's one thing that maybe smaller rural clubs might be lacking a little bit in, in that a lot of people would just see, you know, the activity that goes on in the field. But I think in more recent times, uh, it reaches way beyond that, Austin. And, you know, this initiative, I think, is coming at a great time for us. As Lorraine said, we've had a couple of years with the lockdown or whatever, and it's an opportunity to kind of reconnect, which is very, very important, you know. Lorraine, what's the interest like so far in the programme? I would say there's great interest. You know, um, each kind of event we talk about, there's more people coming into the WhatsApp group. Um, There's lots of really amazing ideas coming with all members of the community in mind. Um, So I would say there's a lot of interest. You know, we're hoping to get a lot of people down here today for our launch. Um, And yeah, I think a lot of people are really enthusiastic about this. Okay, And John, like for, for, I'm not going to say older generation, but the more senior generation of of Giva club man or club person, they see you know, that this is something they can be part of is a nice thing too. Of course it is. I mean, there's something, I think there's something in this for everybody because at the end of the day, um, you know, I think the most important aspect of being involved in sport is not so much what you might win out in the field, but it's the, the people you meet, the friends you make and the positive influence it has on your health. And, you know, I think a lot of people might overlook the fact that uh, youngsters out there playing, if they're not making the cut maybe to make various panels or whatever, there's still a huge amount that they can contribute to the club. I mean, the, the, the sport in the field, it used to be the be-all and the end-all, but now I think it's just part of what a club is. And particularly in recent times, I mean, we only, I suppose, started fielding uh, ladies' teams here as recently as the year 2000. And I suppose at the time, people might have been a little bit sceptical about what's going on. But, I mean, now you see the positive benefits that that has brought to the club, you know. So, and again, in a small place like ours, we can't really let anybody escape. We've got to get everybody's tuppence halfpenny worth, you know. We've got to get everybody involved. And I assume you'll be involved, John. You'll be taking part? Well, I'll be, I might just be uh, be leaning on the fence looking on, Austin, but I'll, I'll be around. I mean, we're, we're very... Um, Enthused up in the up in the school, just up the road there about it, and uh, you know that's something that I really really love to see is children involved in sports, regardless of what the sport is and whatever way possible. Lorraine mentioned there. I just want to clarify: we're not walking to Ukraine. It's a virtual walk to Ukraine, and we have a kind of a system in place where people go out and walk the kilometres, and we have a timeline going, and we have another skipping initiative up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to skip to the to the top. Of Mount Everest in, in metres, metres skipped. So we have a kind of a, I suppose, a, a logarithm worked out for that. So they're the kind of things that I enjoy, uh, just seeing people taking part. I have a feeling you'll have the championship shorts back on yet, John Hughes, before the 10 weeks are out. Uh, Lorraine, to finish, if people want to get involved or take part or want to learn more, wh- where can they go? So they can keep an eye on all of our social media. So we've got a Facebook page, we've got a Giva, GA, Instagram. We are hoping to set up a TikTok account and just get in contact with any of the members of the executive as well. And I suppose just on a final note to thank um, our sponsors that are getting involved. So we have Jerry Milani, Martin Baker, we have Ballymote, um, Mart from Shambo Mart and we also have Justin and Noreen Noon. So a massive thank you to those. We really, really appreciate your support. 
Lorraine O'Reilly, senior women's captain with Giva LGFA Club in County Sligo and of course the great John Hughes also there as well and those two events that Giva are running this weekend as part of their One Good Club programme. Saturday at four, the Highwood Hike, five kilometre walk starting from Highwood Church at four o'clock and then on Sunday afternoon, two o'clock on the Astro Pitch, it's uh, the Be Active event hosted by Dahi O'Reilly at two o'clock. Going back to the darts for just a moment, we were talking about the 2023 Leo Malloy in Kilcar uh, earlier on, and we spoke to Kenneth Kennedy from Kilcar House a little earlier, who I introduced as Kenneth Stewart for some reason. I don't know how I did that or why I even did that. So, Kenneth, if you were listening, my apologies to you. We do know we do know exactly who you are, and uh, the Leo Malloy begins on Saturday from four o'clock in Kilcar House and John Job's Bar as well the two venues sharing the uh, hosting of the 2023 Leo Malloy which will be a big big darts tournament locally this weekend in Kilcar Right, moving on to basketball EJ Sligo All-Stars Super League playoff is going to be played on Saturday week the 18th of March we don't know yet who the All-Stars will be playing but we do know they have made the end of season playoffs and that's the landmark achievement in their first season back in the top tier of men's basketball for more than 20 years they will face the top team in the Southern Conference if they do eventually themselves finish fourth in the Super League Northern Conference the All-Stars guaranteed a top four finish they could come third if they win their final away match this weekend in Dublin against Colester if Shane O'Mara's side won that match by more than nine points then they would finish third in the Northern Conference which would change who their playoff opponents will be either way the All-Stars head coach says his players deserve to be at the business end of the season. He spoke to us after the All-Stars 89-83 win over my Cullen of Galway at the weekend, which clinched their playoff place. Our original plan for the year was to stay in the Super League and I suppose after the first few weeks we realised you know, that we're more than capable of competing so that was the biggest uh, challenge I thought for us was that would we be able to compete with the physicality of the league and the step up um, being able to defend some of the bigger athletes in the, in the league that, 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 that you'd find in Super League but uh, as I said after the first few games we knew we were you know we'd be well capable of, of uh, staying up and then after Christmas we really said you know we changed our our goals to you know pushing for uh, playoff position and you know and even even to win the whole thing wouldn't be out of our reach if, if we stay healthy and if we keep healthy um, but we, we need a few days to get healthy to help us in that regard A six point win last night how close was that contest? Uh, yeah look I suppose after as we talked about it and I know a few lads felt like it was never in, we were never in danger of losing the lead we had but at the same time my Cullen are an experienced group of guys and uh, you know they've, they've posed a lot of problems for us uh, with their American ultimate is really he's a powerhouse uh, he's built more like a a second row guy than a, a basketball player um, but he, he really physically dominated us at times and um, he, he had nearly 40 points in the night so you know they were always within reach and distance even though they didn't close the gap fully on us uh, but we just played really well Christian Christian had a huge game he'd 21 in the first half and uh, another 13 in the second half and Tom had a, another great game at 29 points and 
I haven't seen the overall stats, but he, he facilitated everything after that. And we just had guys chipping in and, and doing their, their job again. And um, we had Joseph Coughlin back in action last night, which is great to see in the light report because the poor guys had such a bad run of luck with injuries all season, really. This run to the playoff, Shane, wasn't without its challenges. Uh, Greg Polian, your American, one of your close season recruits, was shooting the lights out in yeah. the early part of the season and he was a key player for you. Then he gets injured, a foot slash back injury, put an end to his season basically. So you had to rejig, rejig quickly, get Christian Williams in. Then you had a series of injuries, other players with those other sporting commitments. And at times, I'm sure your roster was thin on the ground for certain away matches in particular and you had to use your resources shrewdly but you've made it yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean I just you'd be so proud of the lads because you know they showed great resilience and uh, did every excuse to, to fall apart at certain times of the year and they didn't and they stuck together and we, we you know we had a couple of on top of the injuries and uh, guys not being available um, we also had the, the fact that we lost a few games so tightly you know that we lost two games by single point and we felt we were robbed in a couple of those and, and uh, we did ourselves out of a, of a couple of victories in, in, in some of those tighter ones too that we should have won uh, and would have put us in an even better position than we're in now but you know those things could unravel the team very easily and, and boys just you know just the course of it and they stuck together and you know we had our ups and downs we had our arguments and everything that you would have and uh, but the guys you know I suppose we've met over a hundred times now since the end of August and uh, Glenn and I were just chatting about that the other night. You know, that's, that's a huge um, commitment from those fellas themselves to do that and to stay at it. And uh, I'm glad for them that they've reached the playoffs because, you know, the thoroughly deserved it. What does this mean for the club to make the playoffs? I'm just thinking of your under 12, under 14 basketballers, boys and girls, to see the flagship team of the club is into the business end of the Super League. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is that, you know, you're always, I suppose, Historically, for Sligo, you know, between GA and everything, we're, we're kind of a minnow in, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the higher higher tiers of sport. Um, and it's always, you know, that mindset is hard to change sometimes in, in people who haven't had a lot of success uh, on the national stage. And, and, you know, it's great for the kids to see that, you know, a team from Sligo is capable of, of being successful. And even last night, you know, the, the underage teams who won the Northwest League were introduced to the crowd at halftime and it was a lovely gesture from the club. Uh, gave them a little bit of limelight and they, they, I know my own daughter was involved with the other 12s and, and she was beaming about it afterwards you know they thoroughly enjoyed it but like that's really what it's all about in a sense we are kind of you know we are almost first generation again with the club uh, with all the kids that are coming through and the biggest challenge going forward for us is to, to be able to meet the demand for tickets because we're selling out every night and we've no idea if, as to how many people are trying to buy tickets and are unsuccessful so we don't know what we're losing out on in a sense you know we're, we're bringing in 500 people there on a Saturday there's possibly another 250 people who, who looked for tickets and couldn't get them so I suppose that the flagship as you said the team that is the flagship you know that they have a huge responsibility towards the, the game of basketball I keep telling them in, in, in first and foremost because we're trying to promote the game and then the club as well after that and uh, I think they've really done themselves in the game proud this year well, they certainly have. So explain to us how the end-of-season playoffs work, Shane. You finished fourth in the Northern Conference and there'll be a top four from the Southern Conference as well. So does it work straight? Is it as plain as 1v4, 2v3, etc.? Yeah, so we, we play... We, if, we, if we finish up fourth, 
we'll play first in the in the Southern Conference. And at the moment, that's looking like either Marie in Galway or uh, Blue Demons in Cork. Uh, if we were to win that game, then we'd play the winners of, of first in the Northern Conference versus fourth in the Southern, which would be Star and uh, I think it's Neptune. And so you'd either have a, if we win our first round, we'd probably have a trip to Belfast or a trip to Cork afterwards. And then if you progress past that, then you're into the national final, which is in Dublin. And it's not neutral venues. You'll, you'll have to travel for the games, presumably, will you? We'll have to travel, yeah, just based on seeding. And I suppose that's where, you know, it comes back. And it's a lesson learned for next year. You know, that hopefully we'll, if we're lucky enough to make the playoffs next year, that the higher the seeding, obviously, you get the home advantage. Uh, it'll be great to be in that situation next year where you do get another home game because, you know, the, the buzz of the, the home games is, is something to, you know, behold, really, on a Saturday night. <laughs> I think everybody enjoys it, both the players and, and, the, and the fans. Super. Well, look, we look forward to that playoff with interest, whoever it ends up being against Shane. The important thing is the All-Stars are there and uh, it marks a memorable return to Super League basketball for you, your players and the backroom team behind the club. Yeah, and from the team's perspective, I know that uh, we, we are always in the limelight and we're on the, on the floor and everything, but the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes, you have Andrew McGonagall, for example, who's... who's the venue officer there running running the show on a Saturday night and there he's so many people helping him out um, from the smallest things to the biggest jobs there like it makes everything so much more professional and uh, you know the committee the executive committee have been so supportive of the, of the team over the year and you know just no doubt like without the support we wouldn't be winning an absolute roar of, of the successes we've had you know so I just want to from the team's perspective and from Glenn and myself just and thank all the fans that turned up all, all year as well it was fantastic Shane O'Mara that's the head coach of EJ Sligo All-Stars and the Glenn he's referring to is assistant coach Glenn Monaghan and the All-Stars last regulation league game away is in Dublin this Saturday evening half past seven tip-off against Colester and as we mentioned there is a scenario where a nine point winner better for the All-Stars would see them finish third in the Northern Conference and uh, would alter their opponents in the playoffs for the Super League and that playoff uh, game scheduled for Saturday week the 18th of March all will come clear after Saturday night's a game in Dublin. Uh, it's been a special week too for Sligo Grammar School in schools rugby. They are the holders of the Connacht Senior A Schools Cup and they're back in the final again for 2023 after winning the rematch of last season's decider in their semi-final on the Mall on Wednesday. They beat the Jez, Kaloshta Ignat of Galway by 38 points to 7. Their SNC coach is Bally Shannon's Sean Boyle. The lads put in a good performance today. They knew the detail quite well. I suppose we've played Jez a couple of times over the last two years and uh, they got the better of us actually the first game of the cup last year which was probably set off the tone for our cup run that year and it's just nice to see them in the semi-final this year again after the good group they had and the good group we have and uh, yeah they came down with a strong panel today and I think they didn't play to their potential but I think today we just got the, got the better of them into the final. 38 points in a semi-final is good going by any standards. Yeah, no, definitely. I think we had a chat with the guys last night and we kind of talked about go out and enjoy yourselves and play with a cool head and stick to the game plan. And I think we knew our detail quite well today from the very start, even from, from restarts, from penalties, from our decision-making. I think our backs were excellent in terms of displaying the ball to players on the wings, especially when we're going in behind. And then our forwards then just kill the game up front. So, no, I think we knew our detail quite well and that's why the scoreline reflected it. 
And now the sports ground, Maris College at Lone in the final. Yes, yeah, so uh, I was out watching the Maris game yesterday and look, they're a really good side and they have a good few players coming up from their junior team last year because they won the Junior Cup and that stands to them as well. But I think we have a really good chance now if we know our detail, if we stick to our game plan, you know, I think it's really important, especially at this age group, that if you know your detail enough and you know what the players beside you expect, especially the guys in the sideline, you know that you can go out and execute that very well. Sligo Grammar School's Sean Boyle under 38 points to 7 semi-final win in the Schools Cup over the Jez of Galway on the Mall yesterday and it's Maris College Athlone in the final the Athlone School beats Summerhill College in Monday semi-final entertaining high-scoring game the Marist edging it by 29 points to 27 and the Rugby Schools Cup A final is scheduled for Tuesday the 21st of this month at the Sports Ground in Galway and Ocean FM Sport will be there. A reminder that this programme is available as a podcast each week on oceanfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search for Ocean FM Ireland online to find it. We're back next week, same time, same place.